This is the KRMG Afternoon News with Skylar Cooper. Go ahead, give it to me. 506, the KRMG Afternoon News. We uh, spiced up the intro a little bit, Michael Spurgeon, Broken Arrow City Manager, joining us live. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great. I loved it. How you been? Hope you're having a good week. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, nice that it's a little bit cooler today, but you know, I'm ready for some sunshine. We're ready for it. I agree. Lots going on in BA. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is the uh, news that came out over the weekend. I was surprised to see this. City Councilor Joe Franco, brand new city councilor, I believe was just sworn in not even a month ago, uh, pretty much a month ago, is now resigned uh, from that seat. And I'm just curious what you could tell us about that resignation and, and what's the procedure there in Broken Arrow to fill his seat? Well, let's start off with um, the city council is going to be discussing the options to fill that position the this evening, and I'm sure you probably have a question or two about that. But with regard to his resignation, I know it was uh, a difficult decision for him. He provided the city council, the city clerk, and myself with a very detailed letter uh, explaining that his personal circumstances had changed and were preventing him from being able to to fill his commitments um, for his for his position on the city council in Ward Four. And as a result of that, in much reflection, he decided to go ahead and resign his position. So. That puts the, the council in, in the position where, to, where they've got to make a decision on, on how to make sure there's uh, representation in Ward 4 of the city. What is the procedure there? Is there an appointment that'll be made or a special election to be scheduled? Well, the city is a statutory uh, uh, council, um, excuse me, council manager form of government. And so really, as the statutes talk about, city attorney has advised that there are two choices that council members have with regard to filling uh, this seat. The first one is an appointment, and they have to complete that appointment by statute within 60 days. And so they have until July 11th. Uh, whoever they choose has to live in Ward 4. They've got to be a registered voter. They have to have lived there for six months. And at three out of the remaining four council members have to have to approve of that appointment. If that person is selected in the next 60 days, then they they have to understand that their, their term really is just until April of 2025. Because in April 2025, if they make the appointment, whoever they fills the seat, or it could be an open seat, there will be an election to fill the balance of the, of the, of the four-year term, the final two years. So that's the first choice. And then the second one is they could actually call for a special election if no appointment is made and they have to wait 60 days. And if that's the case, then sometime after July 11th, the council would have to call for a special election. And, and, and talking to the Board of Elections at Tulsa County, really the next two dates that would be available would be September 12th or uh, October 10th. And they'll have to move quickly if they wanted to actually go for the September date. And if, if they hold a special election, whoever would win that special election would hold would hold the seat for the balance of the term or up until 2027. So they can either appoint or they can call for a special election. And we'll know more tonight about where we're going uh, when the meeting's over. All right, we'll follow that and uh, maybe check in with you next week when it all uh, is uh, concluded. Let's move on to Rooster Days starting this week on Thursday. It, it moved around a few times with uh, the COVID years, but now back in May, where it was for so long. How important is Rooster Days to the city? I mean, it's a huge attraction. Uh, 92 years, that's how important it is to the city. 
Uh, it's uh, super excited that it's back in May because obviously with the COVID and, and uh, the some of the uh, contracts they had for for some of the services and entertainment, it was difficult to to lock those down. And uh, the chamber wanted to get back to May because that's just the best time of year for for this event. And so we couldn't be happier for the 92nd time we're going to be holding Rooster Days in Broken Arrow. It's Oklahoma's longest running festival. We're so proud of that. It's a four day event. It's full of entertainment, food, carnival rides, vendors. The live music is always amazing. I mean, they've been focusing the last few years on providing some great talent, some good local talent uh, for entertainment. So and that's, so everybody that comes out, no matter what night or day you're there, there's going to be some great talent. There's also many vendors. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for the kids. I'd also like to mention is that we've got a Rooster's Day run that's going to be Saturday morning at 7.30, and then the Rooster Day Parade is Saturday morning at 10 a.m. downtown. So uh, it's just going to be another another great weekend here in Broken Arrow. What's your advice for people going down there to park? I know I've, uh, a number of years ago I, I <laughs> paid to park on the, that apartment um, complex grass lot. Um, sometimes I just walk pretty far. And uh, lately, since, as you know, I, I live relatively close, sometimes people park all up and down my street. Well, with regard to parking, I, everyone should come with the expectation that they're going to have to walk a little bit, quite frankly. I mean, obviously, uh, there's not a lot of parking around the area, and, and you're going to have to park. There is parking along Main Street uh, on the on the going north, and there are some parking lots down there. And so everyone just needs to give themselves plenty of time when they want to get there because they may have to walk a little bit. And we do know that uh, folks like to park within the neighborhoods, and you know, we do have the, the patrols out if, in fact, there's some, an issue with cars that are blocking an intersection and so forth. We do try to make sure that doesn't happen, but I would ask everybody just to be patient and just plan on having to walk a little bit because of where we, where we have the event. Would I be violating a city ordinance if I put a cone out in front of my house? <laughs> um, in, in front of the street or front of your driveway? In front of the, in the <laughs> oh, you know what? I, let's scratch that. You know, in Tulsa with the fair, people are not allowed to charge folks to park. Is that a thing in Broken Arrow too? Would I get in trouble for charging someone to park at my house? You know, Skyler, you, you, that's the second time you've stumped me. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the answer to that question, but I don't believe uh, that would be appropriate. But I, I am going to check because now somebody else is going to ask. I know. So I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. I'm, you know, <laughs> got to check. Uh, Michael, thanks so much. I know you got a meeting, and we've got to do the weather. So we'll talk to you next okay. week. Have a good week, my friend. Look forward to it. See you Bye-bye. later.